0: At Sports Radio every weekday morning from seven to ten a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning seven to ten a.m. on air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio. Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Here's the three-two. Line drive hit to deep left center field, way back. This could go, it's gone! The Palatine Pounder comes through and the Cubs take the lead. A solo shot the other way. Three to two, Cubs over the Mets. Two balls and a strike on Waters, the pitch. Basketball hit high in the air, deep to right field. Verdugo's back onto the track at the fence. It's out of here. Drew Waters hits a two-run homer at Fenway Park. The Royals extend their lead. It's 3-0 in the top of the fourth inning. Here's a swing and a drive. This is hit deep right center field. Friedel's on the run. Out of the warning track. Leaps. He can't get it. Jorge Soler has given the Marlins a 3-2 lead here in the top of the seventh inning. He's 3-3 three for three out of the leadoff spot here tonight. Now the payoff. Swung on. There it goes. Oh, it's hit high. It is far. It is gone. Aaron Judge. He hit one about as high as he hit it far. A judging blast. A oh, baby was it ever? Well, it's it's Judgment Day, and all rise. Here comes the Judge oh. as he homers to deep left, and the Yankees lead, seven-one. Just understanding the standard, you know, <clears throat> as an offense lineman, as a defensive lineman, right? You take care of the line of scrimmage a lot of games are won that you know people talk about that all the time but just understand the standard right when you step on the field our job is to help the whole team improve right when we do our jobs 21 other guys get to improve
1: hey good morning we are back live from the pinnacle bank championship over at Indian Creek. He's Roger Zula. i'm andrew rogers happy to have you with us on coffee and cream this morning Here on Hale Varsity Radio, 590 ESPN Radio in town. We're live on Twitter, live on YouTube. You can get involved in the comments section of the YouTube page, or you can give us a call, 888-638-4876. Shane back at headquarters at the H&H Chevrolet stage, so he will take your calls there. Good morning to you, Shane. (laughs) Where's he at? I'm right here. Good morning. There he is. How are you? Good. How are you, man? Good. Thank you. Uh, great, um, relaxing you. You Tuesday night in the Rogers household. Yeah. How about the Lula household for you? Yeah. What would you do yesterday, Robbie, after the show?
2: Uh, well, I went to my day job, so I worked. I forgot you do something <laughs> else.
1: <laughs> so I worked, and then
2: after work, didn't do anything, just hung out. at. A, What's your
1: day job again?
2: Uh, I uh, work in the financial sector i investigate that sounds like make
1: sure you don't say that slowly
2: (laughs) i investigate uh fraud wow all
1: right so i should not tell you what i've been up to (laughs) no probably not uh so uh, okay so you do your day job what is what is that like hourly like you go there whenever you want and then you leave. so
2: i work from home
1: okay so uh,
2: you know kind of as long as i get my work done it's it's pretty flexible um, but no, yeah, just went uh, went home, worked a little bit, and then yeah, I just hang out with my my dogs all day while I'm working, so it's always pretty chill yeah, around that's the house. That's
1: not too shabby. Yeah, um yesterday I was so I left the golf course. I I went to one of your local hotspots, <laughs> um at least your everyday hotspot. <laughs> and then I uh I snagged a quick bite to eat and went to the grocery store because I needed to get some Pam. Not Pam. Are saying Pam or I'm pan I'm saying Pam. With an M? With an M. I can I think uh, I can shed some light on this whole Pam Pam situation <laughs> here. <laughs> so I I go to the store to get that because I I'm gonna make fried chicken for the first time. Okay. Very first time. But I'm using the air fryer because I didn't want to deep fry it or, sure. you know, deal with oil and, splash yeah like you know it'll, it'll splash up on you and yeah. then all of a sudden you'll have marks on your arms like i feel like i have a little white spot on my arm i don't know what that's from but uh i was uh i was i was putting everything together and i'm like am i doing this right because <laughs> i had so much flour <laughs> so that in a bowl there were three cups of flour for five or six drumsticks okay like this seems like way too much. It seems aggressive. It seems fine. And, and you know what? I I just kept going with the recipe. I, I found it online. Probably should have asked somebody that knew a lot more than me. But I, um, I was like, question. well, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna attack it on my own. Well, I uh, I made it in the air fryer, but my air fryer is so small you can only fit two <laughs> chicken drumsticks <laughs> in there at one time. So it took me two and a half hours to make <laughs> six of them. <laughs> Because it's thirty minutes each each set. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Well, does that math add up? No, it's like an hour and a half. Uh, There you go. But still, prep time. Yeah. Oh yeah. By by the time it was done, because I marinated it in buttermilk. Okay. Um. Then I seasoned it all up. Okay. Kept it non-spicy for the fiance. Okay. Uh, turned out okay. I I bet. Here, you know what? What would you do different next time?
2: What would you do different? Less next time? flour.
1: Less flour. Oh <laughs> my gosh! It's I threw away so much of that
0: yeah. of that flour. I'm yeah. like,
1: what in the? Ridiculous. Okay. So the breading didn't stay all the way on in yeah. parts. So, that's so tough. I, yeah, I I need to figure out how to keep that, but it tasted fine.
2: Well, that's, that's and then bacon mac,
1: some mashed potatoes. You're never gonna get me mad about bacon mac. Mm-hmm. I'm always on board for that. Nope. All of that, All of that was in the microwave uh but yeah you know I, I i made this meal and i normally after i i make food mm-hmm. i feel like you did it accomplished like, yeah 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 you really did something yeah here. this time i was like oh, gosh the cleanup sucked the prep kind of sucked this is why the I don't. the food wasn't all the way there yeah i don't know like I, i'm gonna attack it again though because that's I'm a perfectionist. That's my personality. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna wanna make sure I can nail it. But I know I didn't. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to reach out to to some people that know more than me. Yeah, I that's why I don't cook.
2: It's not worth it. Like the the prep, the time, the taste is usually not as good because I'm not good at cooking, right? So Well,
1: the I, only way to get good though is to do it.
2: Yeah, or
1: you just go out to eat and you don't and, and you find somebody learn. that is good at cooking. Well, yeah.
2: So my wife is a professional chef, so that's worth oh. mentioning here. Uh, oh, but to be fair, chefs don't cook at home like ever. I've never met a chef that cooks when they get home because they once they are done, they are does done. Does she just
1: bring some food home for you?
2: Yeah. So she brings treats occasionally because she's a pastry chef now. She used to do savory stuff as well, but she does pastries now. So she'll bring some treats home and stuff, which is good, but it's not like a meal, right? Um so yeah I just I go out to eat a lot a lot. And but you can do that and afford to do that
1: because you don't have kids. Yeah 100%. Yeah
2: I I do spend an inordinate amount of money on dog food and Which is fine. everything. Uh That um, lasts like months. It now when you've got four big ones.
1: Oh <laughs> you have four dogs. Never mind. I have
2: four dogs that are 70 pounds or more each. Mm. So uh I go through about $600 worth of dog food a month.
1: That's a lot man it is it's aggressive i don't even go through 70 dollars <laughs> of dog food for my 170 <laughs> wow. 60 pound black lab yeah because she only eats a cup a day yeah or no i'm sorry two cups a day but you split it up
2: yeah so one of them one of ours is pretty young he's like two or three so he still eats a lot um and then yeah you just have the four and we buy like fa- the fancy six hundred dollars holy cow yeah so it's it's aggressive
0: Plus, yeah. we have one that's like okay. real picky.
2: So, you have to mm-hmm. get like wet dog food to put on top of the dry dog food. Because, <laughs> why don't you just put water on the dog food? It doesn't, he won't eat it. Really? Oh, yeah. He's so picky.
1: in Unbelievably picky. And if you get the, he's r- like the kid that you always threaten to like leave. Like, no, don't make me trade you in for a better product. No, I love him. He's the best, but he is the finickiest eater.
2: Even if you get the wrong wet dog food. Like right now, and sometimes he changes his mind. So right now we're on a chicken and venison wet food to put on (laughs) top of his
1: like. That sounds so gross. I mean, it's dog food. None of it's going to be good. Yeah, but it just (laughs) sounds gross when you say wet food. But I got chicken Mm. and beef on accident one time. Would not eat it. Really? Would not. He was just like, no, this is wrong. I was like, oh, my bad, bud. <laughs> yeah. See, Molly isn't picky. She, I thought she was picky before, yeah. but I think she was just getting too much food. Mm. So when we took food away, then she became hungry sure. throughout the yeah. day. Well, actually, we used to just feed her once a day. Yeah. So it was two cups at six o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, then we realized that because she suffers from seizures. Oh, sure. Uh, then we realized that her glucose levels were like really plummeting throughout mm most of the day sure. and then would spike a ton after at six o'clock yeah. and then start to level out again until it yeah. spikes a ton. And so we were wondering, my like, gosh, she's on medication. She shouldn't be having seizures. Well, then she did have another seizure. Mm-hmm. And so we tried like a bunch of different ways to balance out her eating. And thank goodness, nothing's happened, yeah. happened since, but you know, until. Until you kind of do something until you learn something yeah. it you never really never really know right because everybody learns by failure i mean we hear it with fall camp i feel like everybody yeah. somebody says that once a day sure. like oh until you yeah. fail you're not going to be successful you have to earn you know whatever it is um but in this case it's just until i actually fail at something i won't know it like i can read something but i don't digest it like I do if I fail in sure. something.
2: Sure, there's no yeah, failure but, uh, in sports. it sticks a little bit better there. Um, yeah, so my my dogs used to just graze all day. You know, I just have the food out and they like eat cows. Kinda, yeah, they would just eat however they, whenever they
1: felt like. But how does how does one not eat the other's dog food?
2: Well, it was like communal, so everybody just had enough and they were eating. But one of them was getting a little chunky, so we had to put them on a diet. So we had to schedule the eating for everybody else, and the other dogs were not super thrilled about that, but. We figured it out.
1: Communal food.
2: Yeah, we just well, you know, because they have their own room and everything, so they just kind of have their own space and they get their food. It's like you do with water; they don't like fight over the water. If they always know food's gonna be there, okay, they don't really get territorial over okay. it, okay? Because it's just like, oh, that's just a thing that's always here. I don't; it's not a precious resource, right? So they're all just like cool, and they just kind of nibble when they're hungry, and not anymore though. Yeah, had to put Shadow on a diet. So,
1: <laughs> damn it, Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so did you happen because we we talked about yesterday in sports six-pack i like, go oh, i can't wait to go home and watch this really couldn't wait to go home and watch suits and i did watch Suits watch last night suits. okay but what else i something else i watched was the first episode of the look n yeah uh, so nebraska football's newest 30-minute television series i'm assuming they're all going to be about 30 minutes I long would guess, yeah when you were watching it yeah did you think okay all right you tell me first how did you think everything like what did it remind you of the the way that it was filmed the way that uh the people were portrayed in this little episode like did it remind you of any like sort of show like the same idea
2: it kind of reminded me of those like all the mockumentary shows like the office and parks and rec and things <laughs> okay. like that where it's like like the people know they're being followed, but they don't really always acknowledge it. And I think one of, I think, uh, Isaac Gifford maybe said something, but he's like, Yeah, I saw the first episode and I realized there was a camera on me a lot more than I thought.
1: Yeah, it was Sanford. <laughs> oh, yesterday. Yeah.
2: Uh, Phelan Sanford. Yeah. And so, uh,
1: that's kind of the vibe I got was one of those. So it's funny you say that like documentary shows. Yeah. I thought instantly, this is just like The Office. Yeah. The way the camera's moving. Yeah. The, 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 Variety of shots that are being used, the different so-called. It's like a single camera, right? The single camera view, but it it was more than just the office for me. It also reminded me of Project X. Okay, do you remember how that film was put together? I don't think I've seen Project X. Oh, so it was basically some guy walking around with a camcorder, yeah, and which is what a lot a lot of points of those in those scenes. And then there was another movie. I think it was called The Visit where like two kids go visit their grandparents, but it ends up not being their grandparents. Okay. Um, Same type of idea. They're on this little, I don't know, camcorder. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, why am I so entertained? Like, what about this makes me so entertained right now? And I think it's because the way it was filmed Mm -hmm. drew my interest because it was like something else I like. Mm, Sure. So I like watching The Office. Yeah. I liked Parks and Rec. It felt familiar. Yes, and so when I'm watching it, though, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't strike me as, hey, I'm watching a documentary. It sure. struck me as if I was watching a TV show or a movie. And I think that was just so well put together. Yeah. Because even if I'm not a sports fan, if a sports fan's mind, yeah, went that direction before it went to the sports, think about how many people like this could appeal to. Sure. Well, for me, it was just, you know, we're it's
2: August. What is it, ninth? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just so hungry for football content at this point. Well, if
1: you have community food, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't be super hungry.
2: We don't have community football food right now. I'm waiting for it. Um, no, it, it's one of those things where I'm just so desperate for football content that I'll watch almost anything at this point. You know, it's the only reason in my opinion people watch Hard Knocks at all cuz I don't find it terribly interesting most of the time. It's so edited down and everything. But you're just wait, mm-hmm. you're getting so close to football and you just want anything football related. That's true. And plus the thing for me with Matt Rule is I'm just curious about what it looks like, right? Cuz we're we've gotten little bits and pieces just from his public appearances and things like that. This feels like a little behind-the-scenes sneak a sneak peek of what um, kind of happens behind closed doors that we don't normally get to see. And so there's a curiosity there just because of the Matt Rule factor of it all. But I'd probably watch one of these every year because at by August, you just want You're football. You're for it. Right? And so I get that you don't actually get any real football during the, you know, you get a couple scenes maybe of of guys practicing. But – it's just the fact that, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is the team, this is, you know, these are our guys. We're it. It just feels like you're getting closer while you're watching. Are it. you
1: a fantasy football player or no? Yeah, I do fantasy football. So does that help you at all throughout the month of August? You know, preparing for a fantasy football draft, you're doing a ton of research and so you're, you're just trying to get to that point of okay, it's week one of the NFL season.
2: Not really. Um, I, I like. I think it's a visual thing. Like I like watching. Mm. Um, like this is about the time of year that I'll start watching games from last year. Like I've started watching some South Carolina games from last year to get kind of a feel for what market Satterfield was doing. I've started to watch some Syracuse games from last year to see what Tony white was doing. I have no interest in watching Nebraska games from last year. Cause a, I don't think we'll learn anything and B, that was just painful. Right. Um, you know, yeah, re- Georgia. Georgia Southern. I do not run <laughs> a re- sure? Uh, I did post game for Georgia Southern and it was ugly. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I'm shocked. It was, well, it was kind of funny, though, because I got a text about halfway through the show. I was like, yeah, Frost is going to be fired tomorrow. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because at the time, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be after Oklahoma or whatever. The buyout dropped, right? Then, yeah, I get this text. It's like, yeah, it's happening like
1: in yeah, 12 hours. Yeah, and
2: I was like, oh, cool. What um, so happens
1: when you have some boosters on hand. Right. Uh, <laughs> Instant
2: but, funding. But it was uh, – no, it's it's one of those things where this is yeah this is where I start rewatching games, um, and I start you know so something like this is kind of a breath of fresh air to give me a little little Nebraska football content before the games get here.
1: And I thought the episode was uh, just really fun in, in its entirety because you got to watch bits and pieces of practice, you got to see what the dorm life was actually so like. I have a
2: question about dorm life here. Go ahead. Did it seem like some of those guys were moving in
1: for the year? <laughs> some of those dudes brought so much stuff well you're there for a month and no, i think they're only there for two weeks i think they're they're moving out after oh the you're first right two weeks. So, okay yeah so you're right so you're there for two weeks but you also want to like live comfortably while you're there I get that, so like but... having like the box fan was important having the uh the certain like I don't know if it's like a mattress pad or a blanket, like, you know, to make you like feel like that you're still in your own bed when you're not. I get that.
2: But some th- these guys were looking like they just like they were living there permanently. I, what is happening? here? Yeah.
1: I didn't really look too much into that it's because it a, is a dorm room at the end of the day. First thing I noticed, I was like, these guys are bringing so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I felt most captivated at the end of the episode when John Cook was yeah. speaking. Yeah, that was really good. I really thought cool. it was really cool to see him talk to this team and Coach Rule like acknowledge that, hey, there are plenty of current winners at this university. Mm-hmm. And it starts right now with John Cook, and it can be you very soon. But I also liked how John Cook was, you know, he was Mr. Football for his entire life before yeah. he graduated and then was forced to, you know, pick up a teaching job. And then he just happened to coach women's sports, volleyball in yep. particular, and, he, and there he goes, right? But I, I like the question that he presented to the team, and it was, are you willing to bet on yourself? Yeah. And that's, I think, everything that I took home from this little episode is really, because it is episode one, mm-hmm. and it's the beginning of everything. Mm-hmm. Is this team willing to bet on themselves this year? Are you willing to bet that you'll be a good football team, that you will operate, the right way, the way that it's being taught to you? Will you stand for one another? Are you going to be with your brother through thick and thin? Are you going to, you know, if, if one person's down, are you going to help pick them back up? Mm-hmm. Like, is that the chemistry that you guys are not only just building right now, but are going to like keep with you as you go throughout the season? There's so much that can branch off on are you willing to bet on yourself? Yeah. That I just think would really resonate with this team in the position they're in today?
2: Yeah, so the interesting thing about the, that part, because I kind of got hooked on that part as well with the are you willing to bet on yourself, was it kind of got me thinking of the types of people that bet on themselves, right? And there's, in my mind, basically two types of people. There's the irrationally confident people who will bet on themselves no mm-hmm. matter what and often in situations where they probably shouldn't. And then there's the people who are betting on themselves because they know they're prepared. And so I think, A, I think it's good to have a handful of irrationally confident people because that's what makes you believe you can do things that you probably shouldn't believe you can do. But you need the core of your team to be willing to bet on themselves because they're ready for it. They've prepared for it. And that's where the confidence comes from. Most people aren't willing to bet on themselves until they've got the confidence to do so, and that confidence comes from preparation. Mm-hmm. I think that is kind of the root of what you're getting to there because and what John Cook was getting to because that's what Matt Rule's been talking about constantly is getting prepared, earning the right to practice the next day, earning the right to play Minnesota, play Minnesota, earning the right to win football games, earning the right to wear the Nebraska helmet, all of these things. And the way you do that is through preparation. And if you put that preparation in, if you earn the right to do all those things, then you're in a position where you will be confident enough to bet on yourself. And so it's the next logical step. The betting on yourself is the next logical step to all of this stuff that Matt Rule's been talking about. And Matt rules kind of shown it as well, right? He's probably could have waited for an easier job. When Baylor came up, when he was at temple Maybe it wouldn't have been as high profile in terms of major conference, but there were easier jobs out there than Baylor football when he took over. When he's coming back from the NFL this year, there were some SEC teams that wanted him. There were some other teams around the country that were interested. There's probably easier jobs out there right now than Nebraska taking over where he's at, but he's confident because of the preparation he's put Mm -hmm. in and he's betting on himself. He's already shown, Hey, if you bet on yourself and you're prepared, you can achieve and have and, and get the results that you want. He's just trying to instill that from what he's done in his life into his players now. And John Cook, I think, exemplified that uh, really, really well. And, you know, this is this thing that Matt Rule keeps saying. They just want to be around winners. They just want to see the mentality of winners. They want to see how those people operate. I mean, nobody wins at Nebraska more than John Cook. So that's a good place to start.
1: So uh, another thing that uh, we'll get into, and um, I'll hold off on the majority of this for when we come back from break, but when we were, or when I was out at the bachelor party over the weekend, we kind of got into a a little back and forth. People were asking me questions about Coach Rule, and the, the big question that they presented was, how long is he going to stay? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back and in my response to them. We'll also chat with Ryan Christofferson at 8 o'clock today. We have Kevin Suits at 8.30 and uh, a familiar name, Damon Benning. He'll be on the phone at 9 o'clock. We will get his thoughts on high school camp that's mm-hmm. going on right now, fall camp over at Nebraska, conference realignment, just a lot of stuff that uh, he can uh, he can get to easily. A smorgasbord, a charcuterie board, if you will. Uh, we'll take a short break. More CNC next.
0: Heard at Sports Radio, every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Join hosts Robbie Lula and Damon Benning and our cast of Heard at Sports personalities as they share their fresh perspectives while keeping you highly entertained. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports, from the pros to right here at home. Catch Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning, 7 to 10 a.m. On air, online, and on podcast. Heard at Sports Radio.